Welcome today. It's so good to have you. I'm Michael Maynard. I'm uh, the pastor, lead pastor. We're not sure what I am, but I'm that, you know. And then uh, you're going to hear today from the entire leadership team, John and Tammy Orr, uh, Alan and Patty Smith, uh, my wife, Christy Maynard. You're going to hear from the staff today, Steve Williams, our worship pastor, the worship guy, and Michael Longfell, the outreach guy. And so um, everyone's going to share some things. I just wanted to intro this um, real briefly and then pray and then have John and Tammy come up. But just simply this. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how long ago it's been now, 10 to 11 years, that a couple came to me and asked about meeting in a home. That's where it started. And we were meeting in a house group at the time. And so we began meeting. So what happened, what you're seeing today and uh, started with just a couple of families and some kids sitting in a living room, the kids coloring and playing in the floor and interrupting regularly, um, while we talked about God's Word and began to grow and worship together. That grew into uh, some, uh, a couple of groups. That grew into a connection with a church called the Journey Church at the time. Uh, the Journey Church and Ordinary Faith came together, and for years, we, or for, a couple, for a period of time, I don't know how long, we went by Ordinary Faith slash Journey Church or Journey Church slash Ordinary Faith, depending on what needed to be on the paperwork. And then, <coughs> excuse me, and then in 2012, after we met at the college, a whole lot of things, I won't go through the whole story, uh, but in 20, January 2012, we started meeting here at Young and Heart Center every week, which was a big step for us. Before that, we didn't meet every week, and that's when Ordinary Faith really began to, um, people began to hear about us more. And so today, what you are looking at is, um, you're looking at a step toward a dream. How's that? A step toward a dream. What's the dream? God put us in Rock Springs to make disciples who make disciples. It's really that simple. To equip every believer to follow Jesus, and to equip those believers to make other followers of Jesus. We're not here to get more people to come to church. We're so grateful you come, but we don't actually believe this is the church. We believe you are the church. So we believe the church is represented every single day out in Rock Springs and Green River and in various places throughout the county. And we just get a chance on Sunday to get the church together, pour into it, encourage it, and equip it. And we do the same thing through our small groups. So I just want you to keep that in mind. Um, we're, we're not trying to build a big church. We're trying to get as many people as possible, as close as possible, to Jesus Christ. Let me pray. Father, thank you. You've been good to us. You've blessed us beyond compare. You love us beyond our wildest imagination. As we come to know you, that love penetrates more deeply into our spirits and our souls. Our lives become more powerful. We become, we become more than just church attenders. We become sons and daughters of the Most High God. Older brother Jesus. And so, Lord, as we come to you today and offer you our celebration over what you've done, and our dreams for the future. Lord, I speak for all of us the best that I can. Lord, wherever you go, we'll go. Whatever you want us to do, we'll do. We're your kids, and we love you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. John and Tammy Orr. She does a good job of managing me. I do get five hours, right? Oh, no, five minutes, I'm sorry. Um, All right, my name is... My name is John Orr, and I, if you, you probably see me in the back all the time. And uh, my job is to, uh, I'm a facility director, and I have a a few jobs here. I'd like to run them off real quick. Uh, I'm the liaison between the church and the senior center. So in other words, I take care of making sure that scheduling doesn't get crossed uh, between their scheduling and ours. And we work with their calendar quite a bit. And, um, and any uh, issues that come up, I, uh, we deal with those. Uh, we get in their way or they get in our way. Or, uh, we work really well with them. Uh, we're good partners, and uh, they like us here. So if anybody's wondering about uh, how that's going, we have a great, great gig here. It's <laughs> for We rent uh, here. And uh, so, it, oh, by the way, uh, we are... In the future, hoping we can build our own church. So, if anybody's got some really nice land, you know, anywhere around, and uh, a few million dollars and all that stuff. Anyway, okay. And also, uh, the counting team. I like to thank Bruce Snowberger. He uh, he's ahead of that, and surely helps with that. 
uh, we we um, take your money and uh, try to use it for God's glory. And then the coffee bar, we thank uh, Norma um, uh, for for running that, and we we need some help with that too. If uh, if you like coffee and work with coffee, we got a perfect job for you. Uh, it's the best, I got down here, it's the best job here. It's the most important job here, right? <laughs> right? Uh, everybody agrees with that, except for those who do not drink coffee. Okay. All right, and also, um, they're, they're called baristas, by the way. So, they're awesome. Okay, and also the greeting team, I'd like to thank Terry Utterdike, Utterdike for that. And then we have a few couples that help her with that. Or, and Hank, yeah. Um, and also we usher, uh, I do the most of the ushering, but thanks for those who help. Uh, I'm the one that twists your arm to sit you, seat you where you de where your desire seat is, or not, anyway. Okay, um, also the, uh, okay, now the setup team is a big one. Uh, of course, it's not as important as the coffee one, but um, uh, we, we have, uh, I'd like to thank Ed, I see Kelly, Dan, Ed, Don, and Hallie, um, and Michael Maynard and, and Michael Longfellow. They help too. So, but they're the they're the team, and uh, we take all the chairs and tables, or take the tables off in the morning, Sunday morning. We set up the chairs like you see them now, and then afterwards, of course, we put all the tables back on the floor and set it up just like the senior center wants us. So it's a pretty big job. So, if we need some young guys who have good backs. So uh, the team that we have now are all, we're all over 60. So, yeah, yeah. Well, except 59, I'm sorry. But, 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 and he's retired, yes, okay, all right. So, so we'd really like to have a few more people on that setup team. Uh, also, um, like to like to read uh, one thing here concerning workers in the church. In uh, Luke 10:2, it says, the Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were the instructions to them. The harvest is great, Jesus said. The harvest is great, um, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into the field. So consider this part of the field so I'd appreciate uh, we all appreciate and we pray too to God for the workers we just don't go out and twist arms so yeah. um, okay and also uh, attendance uh, my little I got a little black book and yeah don't go to the black book she's better she gets me done uh, anyway so every every morning every Sunday morning I I know what each of you look like from behind because I back here and and I'm counting counting okay so but the chart up here we got the chart oh there it is you can see what the attendance is since uh, 2013 so you can uh, you learn you can see what that's like uh, the last couple months it's gone up so next year the bar for 2019 it looks like it might be even higher so uh, but it's not all about, yep. But it's not all about numbers, right? Right. And in Acts 16, 5, it says, the churches became stronger in their faith, and each day more people uh, put their faith in the Lord. All right? So he adds the numbers. And also in Luke uh, 12, 1, it says, at that time, when thousands of people had come together in such numbers that they were uh, crushing one another. So they were running over, they were, they were so crowded. If you, we're kind of like that here, aren't we? Don't we run over each other in here? It's kind of crowded. So anyway, it's a good thing. God bless you. Am I on? I'm on. Aha. Okay. I'm Tammy, and my role on the Ordinary Faith uh, Leadership Team is to oversee parts of the administrative and communication aspects of the church. On the slide behind me, you will see words that are descriptive of our culture here. 
The culture at Ordinary Faith is a culture of connection, and it is our desire as your leadership team to communicate simply and clearly. And we also, it's a two-way street, so we desire you to communicate with us. So if you have thoughts or suggestions, please memorize the faces that are up here today so that you can come and talk to us and let us know uh, what some of your ideas are too. Um, our basis is the Bible, period, full stop. Our Sunday Gateway service, where you're sitting right now, is a great opportunity to invite our community to come together, <clears throat> excuse me, to worship, to fellowship, and ultimately to serve one another side by side. We encourage you to be invitational in your sphere of influence, which is your unique place in the world. <clears throat> so make sure that you're inviting your friends, neighbors, family. We actually consider fun and friendship, huh? Imagine that in church, as central values, and we encourage you to enjoy your time with us each and every week here. Since I am the communications person on the team, I want to briefly highlight the ways that we communicate here at Ordinary Faith. Uh, first, I want to thank two very important people that make things happen behind the scenes, and we work as a team, and I'm not sure, I, is Deanna here? Oh, Deanna right in front of me holy cow um so deanna does the actual uh making the creating of the bulletin because i'm not creative enough to do that and hannah over here runs the slides and keeps us on track and keeps michael on track every day she's like this slide right here <laughs> so here are some tools that we use to communicate our mission message and events so Facebook, I know there are people, it's a love-hate relationship, but people under 40 mostly communicate through Facebook, and so we have our own Facebook page. Make sure that you go to Facebook, search us, and like us. That way you will get up-to-the-minute information and reminders from us. This year, uh, Kids Church and the youth have created their own Facebook pages. So if you have kids, if you have youth, you can find out what's going on with them uh, on those pages. Our newsletter comes out once a month by email, and the way that you get that is to make sure that your information is over here uh, with Lori or Michael at the, the uh, welcome table so that we can get your email and get that out to you once a month. Our website, you can get tons of information there, questions answered. Um, if someone's asking about a church, direct them to our website. There's a calendar of events, weekly sermons, by audio to access at any time. So at your leisure, if you miss church, you can go there and get the sermon. Uh, the bulletin, and you pick up one of those every Sunday from one of our friendly greeters and get all the current events that are coming up each Sunday. Uh, announcements, that's what I did this morning. You get uh, highlight of, an activity, of activities and events that are coming soon. <clears throat> and then we have a brochure on the back table that is a great way to invite people. It has more in-depth information about us and what we're all about. It kind of gives our mission. And um, so I, I always carry some of those with me so that I can invite people. It's an awesome way to do so. Thank you very much. And the next person will come up. <laughs> These guys are over here telling us we have to hold these to our mouths. So, <laughs> so I was all excited when the roads were so bad, I thought there wasn't going to be anybody that showed up. And I was like, yes! But yeah, here you all are, and so we have to do this. But <laughs> I'm Patty Smith. I'm on the leadership team. Um, I kind of help oversee the kids' church. I don't have to oversee a lot because Jen does it all. Um, but So we're here to just kind of give you a rundown on kids' church. Um, First, I want to say thank you uh, to all the people that are involved in Kids Church. We have a lot of people involved. Jen's the number one that I, um, she is our everything person. If she's not, if she's not in the back um, doing check-in, she's teaching or she's running around from room to room or she's meeting with a parent or, 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 or. And I just want to say thanks. She's pulled me out of a lot of situations and yeah. So. 
I also want to um, thank Andrea and Ashley, and they're our check-in and everything else girls. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of our filling girls. Um, they're back at the check-in. If if there's somebody that needs to, <laughs> is that better, John? Okay. <laughs> if there's somebody that um, needs a, an extra teacher or something, they're there. So um, I also, while I'm talking about check-in girls, I want to. Um, just remind you guys, we're trying really hard with our check-in system to protect our kids and to protect our teachers, but there's always glitches, and we apologize for that, and please just be patient with us as we continue to do that. It's just a really important piece of what we need to do at Ordinary Faith. So um, going along with just recognition and the thank yous, I, I really want to thank our teachers and our helpers. We wouldn't have Kids Church if we didn't have our teachers and our helpers. These are those people that see the value in, our, in discipling our kids. They show up, they prepare, they care about the future generation, and they're here week after week. Um, if, you, if you have a chance, tell them thank you. Tell them how much you appreciate them. I want to thank Sean and Jesse. Um, this last summer for making the fifth and sixth grade camp a super success. I want to thank Sarah Stewart and Steve Williams for pulling together this um, Christmas program we had this year and Becky for bringing her puppets. It was awesome. Michelle Gaddy for put, putting on a great VBS this year. Speaking of that, um, we need some VBS people that, you know, wow, if you have something that you just really want to step up and, and, um, and help out with VBS, please let us know because we're getting going on that before long. Uh, and then I want you to check out the chart behind us. Do we have that chart up yet? There it is. Guys, look at that. A fourth of ordinary faith are kids. They're our responsibility all of our responsibility. As a body of Christ, we are responsible for these kids. We get to help these kids move forward. We get to help them put on the armor of God. We get to help them go out into the world and stand up for who God is and who they are in God. And so um, I just, we don't see the kids out here very often, but they're here and they're just, they're so alive and so precious. And we have that responsibility to them to let them grow up and be protected from what the world has to offer right now. Um, in my notes, I'm going to read my notes because I thought this was kind of cool. There are <laughs> um, a future generation to share Christ with others. There are future future generation to live and share God's values. They're a future generation to love and help others learn to love. You know, we all feel that it's our responsibility as a body of believers to equip our kids with the armor of God to achieve each of those and to um, continue to, we all continue to review curriculums and, and try to do our very best to be able to do that here. But in March, we're going to do kind of a, um, a teacher slash helper, kids church drive, um, we're going to really try to encourage you to come on board and take on that responsibility with us. Your kids need you. Others need you. And, um, you know, you have so much to offer, and they have so much to offer. And so um, we would just like you to pray about it this month and really pray about if God's calling you to join us in Kids Church. And then next month, we're going to give you an opportunity to join us. Um, a lot of opportunities, actually. But <laughs> anyway, with that, I'm going to let Jen kind of give you a rundown of what we've done this year. Hi, I'm Jen Brandt. And I want to thank Patty, because she, she doesn't think she does much, but she is my, my co-pilot. I couldn't do any of this without her. She keeps me sane and keeps me on track. So I'm just very thankful for her. <clears throat> I 
Um, and I, too, need to thank Andrea and Ashley because they really, they're back there every week smiling at you, trying to get your kids checked in quickly. Sometimes the computer doesn't, you know, follow with that, but <laughs> we are doing our best. But I'm just thankful for them because they do, they fill in anywhere they're needed. Like, they'll just go. So thank you, guys. <laughs> um, so this year, we, we started out the year, kind of our first event was our Easter event. We had the kids make their own set of resurrection eggs, and then we told them the Easter story with those eggs. We're used to having around 20 to 25 kids come to some of our stuff, and we actually had 48 come to that event. So it was a little crazy. <laughs> if you came, we apologize because we weren't quite prepared for all of that, but it was amazing. So um, this year we'll, we'll be on it. Um, and then we had VBS in June, and um, yes, Michelle Gaddy, she, she brought it together and did an amazing job. We had over 105 kids every night who came and heard the word of God. So we're very thankful for her. And as Patty said, if we've got anybody out there who's interested in helping with VBS or running VBS, please come talk to us because it's just a huge ministry. And we reach people in our community who don't normally come to church. So it's really important. Um, the fifth and sixth grade camp was a huge success. I think we had, what, over 20 kids attend that. So that was really cool. Um, Jesse and Sean, it was all their idea, and they pulled it together. And we had some amazing people help with that. Um, so thank you for that. Um, and yes, our Christmas program, we got to have an amazing Christmas program this year. We were really excited about that. Um, so yes, thank you again, Sarah and Steve, for that. <laughs> um, one thing we continue to do is support um, our compassion child. His name is Nicodemus, and he lives in Tanzania. And so the kids that bring offering every month, we use that to support him and his family. And then at Christmas, we um, did a fundraiser for Compassion also where we had each class raise money to, to buy um, certain things for, for families, like a goat. We raised enough money to buy a goat, chicks, lambs. I, it was amazing, you guys. We're so thankful to you for stepping up. I mean, we, you went above and beyond. We couldn't believe how much money was raised. I don't have an exact total, but it was way more than we ever expected. So now we get to bless families in another country with things that they need. Um, just quickly, we created a three-year-old class this year, like just recently, because our, our preschool class was like bursting. <laughs> and so we we have fours, fives in kindergarten and preschool, and now the three-year-olds have their own class. And I think the teachers are very grateful for that. <laughs> Those three-year-olds are, they're so precious, but it's great for them to have their own room and, and class. So um, thank you. And then our main goal this year, you guys, is to split our first through fourth grade class. We have our first through fourth graders together. And you guys, that class is bursting at the seams and they need they need to split into to separate classrooms so that's where um, March comes in <laughs> we really need you to be praying and thinking about maybe teaching or helping because like Patty said our kids are our future they're the future of this church they're the future of this world and they need us to step up and take responsibility and teach them um, if we don't teach our kids about God that someone else is going to come in and teach them everything that he isn't. So we need you to, to really be praying about that and thinking about that. I think some people think you if you teach, you have to be back there every Sunday. You, we have it set up to where right now you teach for a month and you're off for two months. So it's not like you have to constantly be in there every Sunday and you don't get to be in church. And the more teachers we have, the more you can be in church. So <laughs> just think about that. Um, we are thinking about changing curriculum. And with our growth, like our, we've had a kid's church store for a while where they can earn disciple dollars and buy things once a month from the store. So we've decided to um, kind of close the store for now. We're going to do something totally different. We're going to do a thing called Super Sundays. 
Becky gave us this awesome idea. So kids can earn their way into Super Sunday, and it's the fifth Sunday. Every month there's a fifth Sunday. We'll have a Super Sunday. So it's just going to be a fun Sunday. We'll have food and games and prizes, and it's going to be a blast. So we're going we're gonna to try that for now. And then um, the last thing I have is just really quick. Back in the back, there's a table and some signs. And this month, we're doing what's called an appreciation station. And there's thank you cards. There's blank pieces of paper. So we just encourage you to um, visit that with your kids. It doesn't have to just be your kids. It can be you. And just write a note of thanks to a teacher, a helper, our pastors, the worship team, the barista team, the setup team, anyone that, that just needs to be recognized, let them know that they're loved and appreciated for what they do here at Ordinary Faith. So there's a drop box, so just drop them in there, and we'll make sure they get delivered to the right person. Thank you. with these, you know, one of the most important things we can do at church or at being involved in the church is taking care of our kids. These ladies are nice. They'll tell you about the opportunity. How many of you have ever shoveled snow? How many of you love shoveling snow? Okay, there's some odd ones in here. I don't, but I got a call a couple weeks ago that said, hey, there's been a dump of snow, and there's some people that are basically snowed in that are elderly and need some help. We need a handful of people to show up, and five of us showed up. I can tell you shoveling my own driveway takes time and energy and vocabulary adjustments, and I can tell you that when you got five people blowing into a place, five, ten minutes, you got a driveway clean and you're out. That's what we need help with for our kids' ministry. We need a handful of people just to show up. If you don't want to teach, fine. You can be the strong, silent type of sit in the back and let a kid sit next to you when they need an attitude adjustment themselves. Okay? We need warm bodies. We need help because one of the most important things we can do, guess what? I'm off my notes, is help out with our kids' ministry. If you've got questions or if you need a driveway shovel, there's a handful of phone numbers on the back of your bulletin. If you know how to use a phone, you can use them. I'm Steve. I'm the worship guy. I get to talk about worship today. Along with Michael and Michael, I'm one of your pastors. Yes, we've got pastoral staff. Now, if you've ever been a pastor, and surprisingly, we've got a bunch of people here who have at one time pastored. You've had a conversation like this. Somebody walks up to you in church and says, so what do you do? You mean for work? Yeah, what do you do for, uh, I'm a pastor. And you get paid for that? Yes. And you hear th something like, well, I wish I had a job where I only worked an hour a week. <laughs> and uh, the joke's on them because I'm a part-time pastor, so I only work half an hour a week. <laughs> so, um, but there are things that happen every week to make this happen that happen behind the scenes. And as far as worship goes, you may not realize, but there are rehearsals. And there are equipment set up and tear down and repair and troubleshooting. And there are things like music selection and preparation and arranging. And there's a Bible study that happens for the worship team every Wednesday night. There's leadership development. And that's actually one of our big deals this year is focusing on leadership development. Our goal is that people that are here and part of the worship team, if they go, when they go, we're in a blue-collar town. People come and then they leave. That's normal life in a blue-collar town. You're here for a while, and then you're gone for whatever reason. And our goal is that the people on the worship team have skills and abilities and training that when they go off to wherever they're going and land in whatever church God takes them to, that they have the skills and ability to help lead in worship. Um, we have some other goals for this year. You'll see them here, multiple worship teams, host prayer and praise, worship events. In fact, we've got one coming up the end of this month, Saturday night, the 23rd. Keep your eyes open. Perhaps partnering in some community events and exploring the option to do that with the larger church body. But let's circle back a bit to the leadership development idea, if, if we can. Today's theme is moving forward 
as far as our state, you didn't realize you were coming to a business meeting today. This is our version of a business meeting. We're going to make it as quick and done as possible. But as we're moving in worship, in, in moving forward in worship, I imagine there's a couple people that are saying, okay, moving forward, great. Where are we going? Or at least that would be my question. Moving forward sounds great. Where are we going? So I thought I'd share with you this morning real quickly in a condensed format what I share with every person who's interested in coming on the worship team being part of what we do. Our task as the worship team is leading in worship, leading. To step into the role of a leader, there are things that we have to understand and accept. One is that each of us has been called on purpose for a purpose. That means we're going to have to work together, we're going to have to put up with each other, we're going to have to love on each other, even when we don't want to, because we've got to be a functioning unit to help lead people into worship. Being a leader means that somebody is walking in our footsteps, which requires us, the worship team, to actually enter into worship on a regular basis. You can't lead people to places you've never been before. There's no Google Maps of worship. If you're not going there, you can't take somebody with you. The framework of ordinary faith, you'll see that little circle, is this. Trust Jesus, honor God, and help others. Lead others. Drag someone along with you. There's this old African saying that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And this idea of going together so that we can actually go and play the long game and go somewhere meaningful matters. The goal isn't simply for the worship team to worship. Our goal is to take people with us. John Maxwell says, if you think you're leading, but no one is following, you're just out for a walk. We don't want to just be out for a walk. We want to actually be going somewhere together. Our task is leading people into worship. Well, what people? Anybody who walks through the door, you, leading you into worship. But unapologetically, our focus is going to be men. Now, before some of you get upset, before I start getting these emails sent my way, our goal to lead men into worship matters for this reason. If we can win the minds of men, if we can win the hearts of men, yes, some men do have hearts, if we can win those, then it gives us the opportunity, puts us in position to win the hearts and minds of their family, their friends, their buddies, their co-workers. If you've ever been to a church and walked in and it looked more like a ladies' Bible study, some of you would feel comfortable. Some of us would never want to go back. <laughs> when you walk into a place like Ordinary Faith, there's guys here. There's plenty of guys. All sorts of guys. Guys like you, guys like me. And if you don't relate to me, that's fine because there's a guy that you'll relate to. Most likely, or you may relate to somebody who walks in. That's why it matters that we're a church that welcomes men. And I, I, I'm not, unapologetically, that's going to be the focus. It creates a healthy church. Here's a story I tell. Imagine a truck driver, and we're going to call him Larry. Larry drives truck all week long. Sunday at 6 a.m., he rolls in finally to his house. He's done. He grabs a two-hour nap, maybe for the sake of this story, shower shaves and drags himself into church on Sunday morning. 10 a.m., he comes with his family. Now, his wife, Lori, Larry and Lori, you like that? Lori loves to sing. Lori, you put, a music, put, a, put any sort of thing together, she'll jump in, she'll write it. Larry likes to not sing, certainly not in front of people. And that's going to be okay here. Our goal is to lead Larry into worship. Our goal is not to get Larry to sing. What does that mean? That means that our worship has to be bigger than just a, the beginning of the first song and the end of the last song. That means that what we do to encourage people just like you and me to sing when we'd never like to or it's just this Sunday and I'm dragging myself into church anyway and I don't want to put on a singy face. So what are we going to do? Well, we're not going to make it all about music. This is a corporate worship service. Corporate means we're doing it together. Worship service means it's the whole part of it. It's not just the music. We're going to keep our regular song list small. 
so that when Larry comes to church, he's going to hear songs he's heard before. It's not going to be a whole set of new songs every week. We're going to also do other things together besides sing. We're going to pray together. We're going to stand and sit together. We're going to uh, listen to a message together. We're going to do things to sing. We're going to make songs singable, and that means that sometimes we're going to take them how they sound on the radio, on your Spotify playlist, and we're going to lower them into the range, the pitch that mere mortals can sing. We're going to make them accessible for non-singers. Why? Because there might come a time, if that's going along, that Larry might hum along. He might even chance singing along. But I can tell you this. If Larry tries to sing a song and it's too high and his voice cracks even once, he will never sing again. Well, maybe that's just my experience. There's plenty of people like that. Okay? I... Sing anyway. Bet that's surprising. Sometimes you just don't want to sing. Sometimes we sing anyway. But if our voices crack, if we embarrass ourselves, we don't want to be there. Is that more work for the worship team? Yes. That's okay. Because our goal is not to sing. Our goal is to lead Larry into worship. Our task to lead people into worship. So what is worship? Now, we've all heard over the years, we've been in church, we've, if you've been in church four minutes ago, you heard something about worship. Those things are all true, but what else is worship? And I want to throw this idea out to you because sometimes worship's more than what we think. Have you ever heard a joke and you laughed and you went on the rest of the day and you told the joke to someone else later that day and they laughed? Do you know why you told the joke? It's not just to get the laugh. There's something about telling a joke that when you tell it again, you actually complete the joy of what a joke is, the fun of what a joke is. It's really not complete until you actually express it to someone else. You ever thought about that? You ever been to a movie? Great movie, best movie you've seen in an hour and a half. And you walk out and you're talking about it with the person you went with and you can't stop talking about the movie because it was a great movie and you're talking about it and you're... Or you didn't go with someone, so you get on the phone and you call and you tell them about this was great, you got to go see it. Why do we do that? It's because the fun of the movie is not complete until we actually share it with someone, until we actually express it. Have you ever had your team get robbed of their birth in the Super Bowl at... Oh, that's a different talk, sorry. Um... <laughs> Yeah, who are you voting against today? <laughs> Delight is incomplete until it's expressed. Joy, enjoyment, it's incomplete. It's only partial until you actually express it and share it with someone else. So our worship is the same way. Until we actually say thank you, God, until we actually sing a song, until we actually read the scripture and say it, express it aloud, we're missing out on what the enjoyment could be and the appreciation and the gratitude and the thankfulness could be for all that God's done for us. In our Bible study this week, we had a guy who said, you know, I'm a new Christian. And these things that I used to do out of obligation, now I do them because I'm just so happy. I'm so thankful. I, I appreciate it so much. It's a whole different mindset. So to answer the question, where are we going as we're moving forward this year? We're leading people into worship. That's you and me. We're going together. And I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up, and we're going to sing but another song. So come on up, guys. And because our joy is incomplete until we express it, I'm going to invite you to stand for a responsive reading with me. So although it would be nice to have a building of our own, and that is something we have been seeking God's guidance on, we are not in a hurry because our rent helps young at heart financially. It helps keep some of the services to our seniors operating. Now, Patty and, I, uh, Patty and I do foundations class. And as Pastor Steve said, in foundations, we talk about going full circle. We trust Jesus, we honor God, and we help others. Now, another way to say it is how to start a pursuit of God, how to live as a Christian, and how to grow in your faith. And one of the things we talk about in how to grow in your faith is we grow by giving financially 
to God's work. Now, ordinary faith as a church practices this discipline also. Monthly, some of the donations you give goes to, on a local level, Inside Connections and Hope House. On a state and national level, we support the Pursue God website. And if you haven't been to that website, there's a lot of resources on there to, to uh, help you with everything from the big questions in life to the little questions about how do I raise my children. It's a really good resource to go. Pursue God. And then we also support Fellowship of Christian Athletes and a lot of our youth here in Ordinary Faith are part of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And we support Child Evangelism Fellowship that helps bring that importance of sharing God with our children in the community. They do a lot of great work here in, in uh, Wyoming and nationally. But on an international level, we support Oasis House. Oasis House is run by Amber Stark in Slovakia. And in-country missionaries that need a break because being a missionary when you're not speaking your own language and you're, and you're fully ministering full-time, it gets uh, trying and it gets stressful. And she runs this house so that they can come and basically take a vacation. And they can speak English, they can watch English movies, they can read English books, and they can just take a break, recharge their batteries, and then go back out into the mission fields. And we also support Pastor Asif, which is Peace for Pakistan. He, uh, he works in this country that is not a very safe place to work if you're a Christian, so we support him. Now, another way we help is with emergency help for people and families in our body and our community. Last year, we helped 15 different families directly with over $4,500. We have a procedure in place for help request. Currently, Tammy Orr is facilitating that process, some basic guidelines and a simple form to fill out. Um, and this last slide that comes up here, and while that slide is coming up and you take a look at it, I will just say that if you have a desire to help with helping others, Tammy would be glad to train you on how to do that, and it would be an opportunity for you to serve here in the body on, on facilitating that program of helping others. But as you can see from this slide here, there are several ways that you can donate. We have the giving boxes in the back. You can uh, go online to ordinaryfaith.net, and you can text or you can mail it to us. And I would like to say, again, that if you have a desire to serve on the financial team, please see me, and we'll, uh, we'll make that happen. Okay, I'm going to turn this over to Christy Maynard. While you've got your clapper warmed up, I just want to say thank you for the leadership team. These guys are amazing to work with and, and serve alongside. And um, if you think this is a long meeting, we have leadership meetings about once or twice a month, and they go about three hours long. So be thankful you don't sit through those. Although we have an amazing, spiritual, godly leadership team, and I praise God for them. They treat us so well. And I just, I just thank you, uh, Alan and Patty and John and Tammy. So I set a timer because I'm, I've got to have uh, just a few minutes here. Uh, my name is Christy. I have the awesome privilege of being married to Michael. And um, normally that's my job, full time. That's what I do. I'm married to Michael. Just kidding. Um, on, the, on the leadership team, really, that is my job. Um, I kind of am... Uh, the connection with the student ministry, so I'm going to start there. Um, this is our second year in uh, having a student ministry at Ordinary Faith, and that's exciting. And about um, September, I passed that baton on to a wonderful couple, uh, Joey and Nikki Fagel, who are now the directors of the student ministry. And I passed the baton, and they took off running. They've done a great job. 
Um, student ministry meets here every Sunday right after church at 12 o'clock. They meet right over here uh, for Fusion. That's They have lunch and they have a small group Bible study. Um, and so, and then they also have monthly activities where they uh, go skating, go bowling, whatever fun thing they can think of to do together, and uh, and that's a great time. So uh, the student ministry is off and running this summer. Uh, they took a group to the FCA camp up in uh, Spearfa- Spearfish, South Dakota. I always get those mixed up, uh, north and south. Anyways. Um, so they took a bunch of kids from this area, not just from Ordinary Faith, but um, to FCA camp. And uh, so that was an amazing um, time for them. Um, I, they do have a great team of leaders, and most of the t- leaders on this student ministry team, this is their second year. I'm the only one that, no, there's one other that jumped ship. Um, but uh, the team is Joey and Nikki Fagel. Please stand. I want you guys to see these guys. They work with our youth. Great team of youth. Joey and Nikki Fagel, stay there. Hallie Riskus, Belle Burgess. Belle, is Belle here? Uh, Mike, Michael Moore, um, and Jen Wadsworth. And then there's a new leader this year, uh, Dylan Bear. So I don't know if they're all here, but uh, say thank you to them. They have so much fun with your kids. It's really not work, is it? They- <laughs> It's a little bit of work, but they do have a lot of fun. So um, so just, I'm kind of the liaison between the student ministry team and the leadership team, although they don't really need me because they have amazing leaders. Um, and then the second thing I'm going to talk about is um, ordinary faith values. So I think, there it is, that... Those are our values. Uh, Those are the things that we value as a leadership team and as a church. A lot of the things that we do here at Ordinary Faith and a lot of the things that we don't do. I'm going to say all of the things that we either do or don't do here at Ordinary Faith are based upon those values, the things that we truly value. And I'm just going to focus on one of those right now. Um, If you'll notice, uh, we value strong values biblical marriages and marriage is something that Michael and I are passionate about Um, we are not experts but we do have 31 years of experience Uh, we have a good marriage and some days we would say we have a great marriage and some days don't ask Um, we have conflict and we have issues arise just like any other marriage Um, But we know that scripture teaches that marriage is a picture of the gospel. And so it's very important that we have strong biblical marriages. And it's also why marriage is always under attack by our very real enemy. So uh, over the years, Michael and I have had the privilege, I don't know if that's the right word, but we've had the opportunity to sit and talk with lots of people struggling in their marriages. And so we began to ask ourselves, what if we could find a way to help people strengthen their marriage before they get to that breaking point? Because we're not counselors, but we realize that we could be coaches. And so we set about this past year educating ourselves um, in marriage. We've read tons of books on marriage. We've, we've sat through several marriage conferences and workshops and uh, all kinds of different things. And um, we, we realize and we believe that marriage is kind of like a bank account. You have to be investing all the time. And if you're not investing, you are withdrawing. A lot of times people get married and they want to, they think, well, the marriage is going to be there while I'm investing in my kids and investing in my career and things like that. And, um, and, and you're withdrawing, but are you investing? And we want, we want your marriage to be there for the long haul. We know God wants your marriage to be there for the long haul. So I am... Um, I'm technically challenged, uh, electronically challenged. I had a timer set, didn't work, phone went off, never mind, I'm hurrying. Okay, (laughs) anyways, we want your marriage to last, and so uh, we have been working and trying to um, learn all we can to help, and so that's why we did the marriage series back in September. Uh, it is, we hope that that was helpful to some people. Also, the marriage DNAs, we've done a couple of those. It stands for Date Night Accelerated. Some of you have been asking, when's the next one? <laughs> Guess what? It's this month. We're really excited about that. We're going to do another DNA February the 21st, so mark your calendar for that. 
Um, it's going to be a date night dessert. We're not doing dinner, but we're doing dessert. It's only going to be $10 a couple, so that makes it affordable for everyone. And it's going to be a little bit more interactive, a little bit more fun. So don't let that word interactive scare you. But some of you actually ask us for a little bit more interactive, so that's what we're going to do. It's going to be right here at the Senior Center, so mark your calendar for that. It's a pouring in opportunity. It's an opportunity to invest in your most valuable relationship, your marriage. And lastly, we have become uh, certified as SIMBUS facilitators. SIMBUS uh, stands for Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts. It's based on the work of Drs. Les and Leslie Parrott. Um, and they have written a lot of the books that we've actually read are their books. And um, SIMBUS is a, a, an assessment you can take. Uh, before you're married, you can take it as a married couple, and then Michael and I can sit with you in a few sessions and kind of unpack that thing. It's, it's actually quite interesting. It's a lot of fun. We've been through the process ourselves, and uh, so just know that that is available to you. So marriage is something we're passionate about, and we're here to help you if you have a need. And with that, I'm done. God bless you. Good morning. My name is Michael Longfellow. I'm the, um, I'm the outreach guy. Uh, my, my title's changed a couple of times. Um, so I'm going to very, very quickly tell you what, I, what we have done, also where we are going. So, so first of all, there's, there's a theme that's going on here that Steve will, Steve will never let me on the worship team. We, we know that. Um, there's just, you know, I've asked him, hey, can I be on the worship team? He says no. Uh, and, and that's a good thing. But it's interesting, you look at the worship team, you look at the facilitating team, you look at the finance team, at some point in time, those people made the first step. They were beginning, they, were, they grew, and now they're comfortable where they're at. I am in charge of the outreach, the outreach team. And many of you may not be, some of you may not be um, serving right now, you may not be, know how to even get involved, and this is kind of what we're talking about here today. And so I want you to know that there, is, there are places to serve in every aspect of our church. So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12 says this, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, and the evangelists, and the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for the work of service so the body of Christ may be built up until all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attain the whole measure of the fullness of God. What one goal as the pastors here at Ordinary Faith is to train people to do the work of the ministry of the Lord. We don't want to have to do all the work. Biblically, it's our job to set aside the work for you, to train you, to mentor you, to get you ready for the next step so you can take over the work of the Lord. So if you want to be involved, man, there's tons of ways to be able to be involved. If, you would, if we could go to our slide, um, a couple of things that we have done this year. Let me get my little slide up as well. Um, I'm in charge of the, of the welcoming people. Basically, I love to talk. I love to greet people. I, I love to just to uh, make people feel at home. And uh, one of my jobs is to, to, to make sure people are, are being connected with our church, to bring people into our church and bring them into a connecting point in small groups and the foundations and connect you, new visitors, with other people of our church. I, I want to ask you a question. Do you guys remember the first time you guys came to Ordinary Faith? If you do, raise your hand. Some of you don't remember that. Okay. It's, it's, maybe it's been a long time. I remember about two and a half years ago, Lori and I came in. We had our six children. Uh, we were coming in. We were um, coming into a new church. It was, a, it was a scary scenario. We had visited other churches before. They gave us weird looks. They gave us kind of dirty looks sometimes. And uh, we come to Ordinary Faith, and it's a very, very welcoming place. A place where we felt at home, a place where we felt where we could make friendships, a place where we knew we could get involved in the, in the ministry of ordinary faith for Jesus Christ. So I want you to know that there's, there's ample ways to be able to get involved in ordinary faith. All you have to do is ask someone, and we will definitely train you. We will get, definitely get you in shape and get you ready for the ministry of the Lord. And so a couple of things. Uh, so we do a welcome team, and our welcome team... Quick question, how many of you guys know everyone in the church? Okay, good, because we don't, Steve, Michael, and I, we still don't know. I feel like sometimes an idiot, I'll say, hey, I'm Michael, are you new? No, I've been coming here for about four months. 
oh, I'm sorry. So I, I know that that's something that we are trying to work on, that I know we can't build relationships with every single person. Uh, I can't, but I know Steve, myself, and Michael, we can really be able to, to scope out and broaden our views to be able to make sure people are feeling welcome. So that's one thing we want to challenge you as a, as a welcome team, is make sure you're feeling, having people feel welcome in your area. You know, you sit in the same spot Sunday after Sunday, most of you. I mean, I can I almost put a sticker under your, under your chair, and I know where you're going to be. Most of you are so predictable. We, the Longfellows are predictable. We sit at the same spot over and over. So what I, we really like to do in the future here, because I'm really going to start moving quickly, because Michael's getting antsy. He's leaning forward. Um, it's true. It's true. No, just, just, so... Uh, so what we were going to do eventually also is we're going to have section greeters. And so this is going to be really cool. Basically, if you're sitting in the same spot year after year, month after month, you're gonna, I'm going to ask people who are very friendly, or if you want to, uh, to be able to greet people in that section. We'll take this section, divide it by half. You're in charge of that section, this is charge of, and this section here. But it, let me tell you, if you're grumpy, I, I'm not going to ask you. All right. I'm going to be like the worship team leader. No, you can't be on my team. All right. I'm just going to do, do the little hand thing, too. Uh, you know, most of you are friendly, I hope and pray. Uh, but if you're kind of grumpy, you're not going to be on my team. You can be on the worship team. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, sort of joking. Uh, uh, so anyway, so the prayer ministry also team, very, very important. Uh, also, we have our prayer tables on, on the right, prayer team tables on the left. And during communion, we have it in our room, so we have more room for communion. But this is something that is very, very vital for our church. Um, this is a time where people who are, have, have, have needs can come to other believers and lift up their needs in prayer to our Heavenly Father. This is a time that someone's very, very concerned, very genuinely interested in your spiritual and physical well-being is going to be there for you to pray. And so this is a challenging, challenging section. Because a lot of people are very intimidated to pray for other people. They don't know what to pray for. They don't know how to pray for a situation. So Michael and I are this, this year, we're going to be writing a curriculum where we can train people on really how to, tr- how to train people how to pray for other people. You know, most of the time, I think when you've been in ministry for, for, for decades, we think everyone should just get it. You know, it's not that hard to pray. It is, though. It's very intimidating. It's very, sometimes very scary for people to pray. And so I am also looking for people that be willing to set some time aside to, to, to look through what Michael and I are going to put it together and really focus on people's needs, spiritually, mental, and physical needs, so we can pray for them. And one thing I also want to encourage, and it doesn't just stop here. Have you ever told someone before, hey, I'm going to pray for you, and then you completely forget about praying for them until you see them? And then you say, oh, you do a really quick prayer, and you covered your basis. <laughs> maybe I'm the only one that's ever done that. Um, maybe I am, but hopefully what we want to make sure we do is that follow-up prayer doesn't just stop here at the church. When service is over, we're not going to forget about your prayer needs. We're not going to forget, forget about that you're not alone. We want to make sure you know that we are there with you every single step of the way. Um, one other thing is a follow-up. That's kind of the follow-up as well, but as, as, as it's my job also to follow up with new visitors and um, just to make sure you are being connected to the church. So one thing is, in Romans it says, therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. So it, let me tell you, my friends, that sometimes the most broken-hearted people come into the church looking for somewhere and someone that is safe to be with. It is our job as Christians to make sure they are safe and they are comfortable in our setting. There's nothing worse than being in a group and being all alone by yourself. So my challenge to you, make people feel welcomed. Invite them out to lunch. Love them as Christ has loved you. And I thank you. And so if you are interested in joining the welcome team, please see me. Thanks. Amen. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. I'm going to ask you to stand up. I have a long vision I want to share with you, but I'm not going to have time. So what I'm going to do is pray.
Uh, my prayer will be the end of the service. You'll be dismissed afterwards. Worship team, if you'll just go straight to the exit song, that would be great. Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Um, you know every heart in this room. You know why they came today. There's a lot of folks today. This was their first day. And uh, now they have an understanding of where, a little bit more of where we've been and where we intend to go. But Lord, they probably also came for a reason. They needed to connect with you. And so Holy Spirit, would you do the connecting thing? And uh, Father, then I, I'm going to pray for what you've given me. Lord, I pray that this year that every person who comes in contact with ordinary faith and who learns here grows in taking responsibility for their own life, their own faith. They accept their boundaries and they make room for Jesus in their life. Father, I pray that you also would give us a worldview that is seated in the heavenly places with Jesus Christ. That you would adjust our worldview and you would help us as older people, as parents, to disciple our children in a kingdom worldview. And then, Lord, last, but it's really most important of all, would you allow us to grow in our sonship this year? Would you teach every man, woman, and child that God is Abba, he is our Father, and he loves us, and he wants to be with us, and he wants to walk with us through every day. He wants deep, deep, deep friendship with us. He wants to talk to us and communicate with us and guide us through our life and walk with us through everything. So Heavenly Father, that's my dream. Just your kids living in your power, calling the church to Jesus, that's all. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for coming to Ordinary Faith today.